Okay. Is it going? Yeah, I guess so. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. This is so weird. Why did you sound so sad? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like not used to hearing my own voice. For those listening, everyone, (laughs) I'm wearing noise canceling headphones and I like can't even really hear myself right now because I'm so used to my obnoxious voice ringing through my ears because uh, Sean usually wears the headphones and I just lounge in his closet beside him while he handles all the tech stuff. Absolutely. I think we need to redo that though. Not okay. in terms okay. of redo, but I mean like just, you know, amp it back up. This okay, is our okay, return. Okay, we're back. We're happy. okay, okay. <laughs> hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. Perfect. I think your inflection the first time like went down and it just sounded really <laughs> sad. <laughs> you are too afraid to ask. But you are too afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> just like your is subbing yeah. in for Brianna. Like, love that. So I mean, I see that we both have a drink, so oh, things perfect. aren't yes. aren't too too different from normal. But obviously, yeah. this is we have to give the listeners a little um, catch up on what this whole course quarantine means for the podcast (laughs) or I guess the lack of a podcast during this quarantine (laughs) yeah so I know that like people that have listened from the start like this will be probably like really ironic for us to say but we were kind of debating going back and forth about recording new episodes we were just going to record them on like voice notes at one time like (laughs) and we were like do we really want to like we were just confused at the beginning we're like oh well we can still meet up because like the last time we talked on the podcast like we we were like well mostly you but like (laughs) we were like making jokes like I don't think anybody really understood the severity of what this meant and then it really started to be like oh no we are at home we can't see each other that's that's that (laughs) I was thinking about that because the last time we recorded it was literally like first of all we were making jokes about it and second of all that weekend I was supposed to go to Portland I don't know if I said it on the podcast but on the last episode I was fully intending in like two days to be going to the states um for new listeners we live in Vancouver in Canada and it all happened so fast. Like in the next 48 hours after that, it went from like, Oh, of course I'm going to Portland. Why wouldn't I to, Oh my God, no, the world is on lockdown. Like I think everyone can relate, especially people, um, business owners that everything happened so fast. So fast. Yeah. And for us in a way that, you know, this is a business, not that we get paid, (laughs) 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 but we try our best to run it. We're in the business of having fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. But, uh, we try and run it that way. Like we try and always keep up with the content. And for us, you know, there wasn't even a question that we weren't going to be able to continue doing episodes. And I think a lot of people, the understanding was, well, like, as long as we're not both sick and like, we both know each other, we're in a close group of friends, like we can still meet up. And then it went from that to like, oh, absolutely not. And then we were like, okay, well, we'll just take a pause for a week or two. Like, you know, totally thinking it wasn't going to take that long. And then here we are, like, what is it, like 45 days later? Yeah, like I think a month and a half. Yeah. But then so so in all fairness, I would say after what, 15 of those days, we were like, okay, let's order a mic. So then we both have one separately. Yeah. And then 
it has taken that time because they were sold out everywhere. Every fucking person on the planet with a closet was like, I'm gonna make a podcast that's better than I can explain. And I was like, well, you're not gonna have to try very hard. But <laughs> so it was like really hard. And we decided to wait because, you know, I mean, on also, like, we can complain about fucking having to wait, but there's so much more shit going on. Oh, totally. Like, there's yeah. so much worse going on. But at the same time, First of all, for our personal happiness, like I, we have a lot of fun doing this podcast, so I missed it. Yeah. And second of all, there's a lot of people that during this time, more than any other time, I think missed the podcast because everyone's got so much time on their hands. A lot of people are feeling really alone, um, which we can both relate to. And, you know, segregated. Feeling alone. <laughs> alone. I'm like, girl, yes, we can. <laughs> Very familiar feeling for us. But also like... When it comes to being LGBTQ, we're kind of like especially segregated from our spaces and maybe friends we're comfortable with. So I know for a lot of people listening to this podcast or any queer podcast or taking in any queer content is helping them get through this time. So we have had an insane amount of messages on social media um, from listeners, and we just want to thank you for that because... Uh, trust me, we wanted to be back as soon as we can. I literally got this mic in the mail today and recording, we're we recording are. a couple hours later. So we're excited to be back. But before we get into it further, um, speaking of social media and all the messages we received, make sure that you're following us on Instagram at I can explain podcast and personally at Sean.lusk and at Brianne Williamson. And also wherever you're listening, whether that's iTunes, Apple podcasts, um, wherever Android people listen, make sure to follow us. They're subscribe. doing well in quarantine. <laughs> they definitely have it tougher, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, follow or subscribe. And also, if it's possible on the platform you listen, please leave us a review. It really, really helps us out. We read them all. And I know we have a lot of new listeners that have joined in the last few weeks. Um, so, actually- you know, if you're new, we have this rule. Yeah. Don't leave anything less than five <laughs> stars, you know? Nothing Just because it's quarantine, don't get lazy on those stars. <laughs> Absolutely. If anything, you have more time to slide to that five. <laughs> I love that. You know, put a little kindness back into the world. Let us be your charity case. Give Absolutely. us those five stars. So I have two things of note. First of all, <laughs> since this whole thing is like, weird that we're not in the same room i forgot that i didn't even kick it off with our topic which is either i was battling it's either queer queer quarantine 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 that's the one or um isogation you know that's good (laughs) thank you i've had a lot of time to think (laughs) you've been ready for this comeback episode yeah and then my second thing of note before we jump into what um quarantine means isolation i have some bad news for you what some very bad news for you but are you quitting is this your final episode this is it yeah (laughs) we not only got (laughs) another four star review (gasps) we got a three star review bitch (laughs) you are 
kidding me. And just like the others, it was just a rating. No comment. Because if they commented, I hate fags, three (laughs) stars, I would be like, okay, work. (laughs) At least we know where they're coming from. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, the homophobia is present. We understand. Or like five-star podcast, first 20 episodes, and now the quarantine episodes, bad audio, three stars. I would be like, absolutely. Fair. Absolutely. Or like, I'm Sean's ex, and like, fuck that guy. I'm one of Sean's, we're Sean's ex-alliance. <laughs> we made a joint account. To the Writing in from our offices. <laughs> See, then Fair. Yeah, but the cowardness, coward, cowardliness, whatever the word is, that is leaving a couple stars. The audacity. Why even the, take the time? The audacity. I don't know, and I think it's very hurtful. Sounds like a hate crime to me. I absolutely agree. So let's get into quarantine. <laughs> quarantine. How can't I say that word? Quarantine. Quarantine. Is that right? Queer. Yeah, quarantine. That's how you'd say it. I mean, it's not a word, but like, that's how you would say the made up word, I feel. Yeah, I will say this quarantine has definitely made me dumber because I'm <laughs> like less um, mentally stimulated. I also don't know how to talk to people anymore. Like in the few times that I am interacting with individuals at the grocery store or whatever, I've like my social interaction has gone way down. I mean, I'm always awkward, but it's at an extreme yeah it's bad Mm -hmm. so both of us like i don't know how are you finding it how's your how's your life honestly i'm lucky in the sense that the majority of what i do for work um for those that are new i do both real estate and then social media stuff the majority of it i can do from home so i'm pretty lucky with that um obviously there's certain stuff i just can't do at home and we're taking like certain precautionary measures real estate fun fact is um a is one of the industries that's allowed to keep running because it's an essential bit service um so you know we are still doing things like private showings with like gloves and masks on and all these things but you know it's weird because if somebody had said that they were doing a private show with gloves and masks before mm. it had such a different connotation it totally did and i've sexy done those. vibes i've yeah. done those before you know and, and zero sexy vibes <laughs> <laughs> it's good because i have that experience so i'm just transitioning it now into my career pivot yeah that's all it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> but all around like besides like the surface level stuff and feeling like you know, missing my friends, missing my family, feeling a little lonely um, at times. And also, I think I've realized about myself, a lot of my happiness comes from interaction with close friends and family. Um, that's been hard. And I've definitely had my days. Like, I think there was like 72 hours where I was PMSing and I sobbed for 72 hours straight. Like, it was actually like crazy. I just couldn't stop crying. Like, everything made me cry. And then, so like basically the same as before quarantine. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then on the flip side of things, I think it's also made me realize the stuff that I don't miss because there's a lot of like people or like things that I'm like, oh, that's going to be kind of hard to go back to. Like there's things that I actually prefer about this way of living, like working from home and being in sweatpants all the time and not feeling obligated to see certain people. So it's a bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I don't, 
see you in a lot besides sweatpants out of quarantine so let's not yeah. get too crazy it's like sweatpants and then you throw a blazer on it when you're going to like show <laughs> someone something but like that's about it <laughs> yeah but i'm not wearing the blazer actually i have been wearing a blazer on zoom meetings with clients or like social media meetings for like brands and I like put the blazer on over a t-shirt and I'm still wearing sweatpants and slippers. You just like vag out underneath. <laughs> these like granny slippers. Oh, oh my. Yeah, Julia's Julia's <laughs> Julia Nona gave those to her. They're like also like grandma. They're like uh, fall authentic, on authentic Italian grandma slippers. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So yeah, I think I don't know. I I I'm similar to you that I am like definitely luckier than a lot of people. And also like us as Canadians, like we yeah. are being treated very well by our government yeah. in comparison to a lot of places, mm -hmm. <clears throat> the U S of a, like, I know that it's like, there's all this talk about reopening the government and I'm not going to get into like all the fucking specifics. Yeah. Everybody reads the news, but I'm like, there's a lot of talk about reopening the government and a lot of that is more necessary in the US. Obviously, it's not necessary. I don't know how to word that. There's there's more of a danger in not doing it in the US yeah. because so many people aren't like even getting paid by the government. Like people are making no money. Like yeah. I, it's obviously still frightening to reopen and I don't think that should be happening. But you know, yeah. it's just we are we are lucky in Canada. Yeah, the so. way they're handling it here, like, obviously, there's always going to be ways that people could do it better, governments could do it better. But in comparison to a lot of areas in the world, we're really lucky, like, you know, when it comes to funding, when it comes to, um, you know, rent freezes, and giving people income that have lost that income, I think they're doing a pretty good job, considering this all came up so fast. I mean, there's an argument you can be more prepared for things like this, but I, I think in the future, obviously, people will. But I think our government reacted pretty quickly and did what they could. And, like, the numbers are showing that, especially in B.C. where we live. Yeah. So And also, like, Trudeau's hot enough that I'm okay seeing him on my TV every morning, you know? Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. Can you imagine having to look at Donald Trump every day on your TV? No, he looks like an old sock. Sometimes I avoid Twitter just so I don't have to, like, scroll by, like, pictures of him yeah it like really disturbs me <laughs> but i think you made like a really good point just in when we were talking about what we should talk about in this weird fucking world yeah. <laughs> um and that like i think quarantine and isolation have like a different connotation for queer people yeah because we constantly talk about how like you for the most part and like a big chunk of your family is chosen family in the queer community yeah. and a lot of people are having to go live with their families yeah. that they don't necessarily get along with that have different values that you know have like homophobic parents all yeah. these things and people are having to go back to these uh, sometimes unsafe spaces mm -hmm. because they don't have the financial means to you know live in a city where nobody has a fucking job yeah. <laughs> or do any of these things and then even people that still like live with family that aren't accepting a lot of the times like queer spaces are that escape totally like, drag shows like gay bars like you at least have the safety and security and like happiness that at the end of like a shitty week or something with your garbage family you at least can like go see your friends and yeah. feel you know heard and seen mm -hmm. so it's like it's it's really scary that 
a lot of people are without that, especially people that are like the most in need. Well, I think that that is just speaking to the fact that a lot of the world just assumes that your home is safe. But for a lot of people for various reasons, but especially for queer people, a lot of the times that is just not the case as you were speaking to, you know, whether you have homophobic parents or, you know, I've received a lot of messages on social media from people that were away at school and they were finally kind of like figuring themselves out. And I know we've talked on this podcast about for you, like kind of feeling like when you went away to school, there was like a lot of like awakening for you and like figuring yourself out. And for me, when I, uh, graduated I went to Europe for five months and backpacked and And nothing's gayer than Europe so (laughs) nothing's gayer than Europe (laughs) and like I just remember those times in my youth and feeling like finally like just free to like be able to have that space like that physical space to not worry about what my direct local community my family members were thinking or like noticing adjustments in me or like checking over me or when I got home or who I was talking to or who I was hanging out with and having that physical space allowed me to like figure myself out. And I think there's a lot of people that, you know, whether it's because of financial reasons or because of their age, they're still at home and their moments of escape, whether it is being away at school or like you said, even like an hour on the weekend, being able to go hang out with another LGBTQ plus friend that can't happen right now. And I think you add home issues like homophobia with everyone being stressed and financial issues. And um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of reasons for people to be angry right now. And unfortunately, when people are homophobic, a lot of times they take their anger out on the LGBTQ plus community or maybe their kids and um well, I'm, I'm sure there's still people out there that think that it's our fault so <laughs> oh for sure like i mean it's just unfortunate because i think everyone is feeling trapped in a certain way right now but if you're lgbtq plus and you're not in a safe space and your home isn't necessarily a safe space for you to be yourself um or worse then i just can't even imagine the personal stress and i know yeah we've both received those stories. So to anyone listening, that's going through that right now, like, first of all, I'm sorry, it's not fair. And second of all, just kind of try and remember that there's more to the world outside the walls you're currently in and to do the best to protect yourself. And if that means like hiding yourself for a while, like as much as that might be really hard for your mental health, like your safety is a priority. And I've received one message that kind of stuck out to me of someone feeling kind of like ashamed by lying or hiding themselves right now while be stuck in home with their homophobic family. And I'm like, because they felt like they were being homophobic towards themselves, like kind of acting on internalized homophobia by like making up lies about who they are and not speaking out when their parents are being homophobic. And to anyone feeling that way, like forgive yourself for that because you're just doing what you can to survive and protect yourself right now. And that's okay. Like that's the priority. Absolutely. And also like, you know yourself best. Like if you sense that your safety might be at risk being like your authentic self, like, there's no shame in protecting yourself like this is a fucking unprecedented global pandemic yeah like 
don't put the added pressure of like yeah maybe not being your authentic self like everybody's trying to survive just fucking like their lives oh totally (laughs) so you know it's it's a pretty extreme circumstance Mm -hmm. and i think that it doesn't say anything about your your journey no and um or your pride right like i think a lot of people are feeling like they don't have pride within themselves because right now they can't like outwardly show it um, which I think is especially hard once you've experienced being able to. So speaking to those people that are maybe coming home from university or get to usually go to their, you know, queer circles and then are now stuck at home, you'd almost feel like you're reverting back into like your past self. And I can see why that would be really frustrating, but yeah, forgive yourself for that. And then the other thing, so like we've talked about why it's harder, obviously being stuck at home in a lot of cases, but also... I wanted to speak about um, queer businesses and how they're taking a hit because what I think a lot of people don't realize is like a lot of LGBTQ plus run businesses are first of all, small businesses. And when it comes to safe spaces like bars or, you know, queer coffee shops, um, a lot of those businesses, like they're not money makers. They're not like generating big bucks. They're literally running on a week to week, sometimes day to day income in order to employ people in the LGBTQ plus community and have that safe space for them. And we were speaking about one of our local bars and how um, we're like, oh my gosh, we don't know if it's going to survive. And it's a place that we go all the time. Um, We don't know that. That's just us thinking about it. But um, just the fact that a lot of these queer spaces like run day to day. And then I think on top of that, um, the LGBTQ plus community, um, notoriously has a harder time finding employment. So when these safe spaces are shutting down, finding alternative employment is more difficult. I think in a place like Vancouver, obviously it's going to be better than other places, but there are some areas that there's only a few options where it's going to be a safe space to work as an out LGBTQ plus individual. Totally. Um, But, and also like, even just like there's a lot of like gay bars that we were talking about mm-hmm. and it's like there is <laughs> there's so much less um like opportunity for these places to exist in the first place like yeah. a lot of the times like they won't be successful unless they're on like you know the gay street mm-hmm. so it's like they don't really have options to like look elsewhere find cheaper rent you know like yeah. there's not really not like a lot of places have that but like there's yeah. less wiggle room than Totally. Practically any other place that you can think of. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, it gets really scary. And I know it sounds like so stupid, but like we said, like, like a gay bar can be like that place of safety for so many people. So there's so much more weight to these places. Also, like how many fucking street bars are there in Vancouver? Like 50? And how many gay bars are there? Like three? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like... Not even like 203, I'd say. Like... Yeah. And that it's like, so if those places start falling, like there's just, Art. there's, yeah, there's just like a lack of, of places that you can feel safe and welcomed. Mm-hmm. So, and also like a big thing is like all these prides being canceled. Yeah. And I am like of the firm mindset that like, we will be okay <laughs> without pride, not saying that pride isn't great but like pride has issues in itself like 
as an event. But at the end of the day, and I've seen it posted like everywhere, that pride is more a mindset Mm -hmm. and pride is, you know, the feeling of happiness in your community every day. And yes, it is an absolute shame that people won't have pride because as Mm -hmm. problematic as it can be and sometimes like people have their first gay experiences queer experiences going to a pride parade seeing the pride parade Mm -hmm. so to not have that is obviously a shame but like we will prevail yeah (laughs) we're a fucking um uh we're a strong community i mean i think we're um equipped for this in a strange way because we have practice um you know going up against certain barriers and also have practice as a community being there for one another. I think in the LGBTQ plus community as a whole, um, we just know how to look out for each other a lot more than some people that haven't ever felt like they don't need other people to look out for them because they're, you know, because of their certain privilege, because they're heterosexual, you know, there's every space is a space for them. So I have hope that, you know, LGBTQ plus individuals as a whole will support each other's businesses. We'll make that a priority. And speaking to pride, like my girlfriend this morning, I was, you know, saying, Oh, I'm so upset about pride. And she's like, well, you realize like pride's not an event, right? Like pride's more than that. And I'm like, that's so true. It's a state of mind, baby. It is like, it's a movement. Like, uh, yeah. Totally. It doesn't matter where you are. You still get to celebrate pride. And, um, the thing that upsets me about it not going on is, not being able to get fucked up. Thank you. Brie loves getting fucked. <laughs> I'm gonna make jello shots still just for myself. No. <laughs> You're gonna do like 60 jello shots alone. <laughs> Taste the rainbow, baby. Yeah. Um no, I I think like what you were saying, I some of my first experiences feeling safe were at Pride to be myself. Even before I was out, like that was kind of my like put my toe in the water and like, see how it feels. Like I went as a straight identifying individual to pride, um, and watch the parade. And I think that I'm less worried for, you know, with for people that are already out or they've been out they've experienced pride before they already have their circle. Um, they already have their chosen family, their community, you know, we can all deal with it. We can take our jello shots at home and, you know, whatever have a zoom party but for the people that don't already have that circle that maybe don't have other people in their life that are lgbtq plus or from smaller towns that like make a point to travel for pride um or you know just make you know an excuse to show up to pride with their straight friends because like oh it'll be a fun parade to watch whatever but really they're kind of like trying to find themselves in that that's who i'm sad for because that was so much part of my story yeah, um, just showing up to Pride s- straight as can be, but, you know, you just happen to catch a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, ex- I will pretty much. Yeah, I, like, I remember one time I went to, I, like, one of the times I went to Pride as a straight-identifying individual, I ended up making out with a girl. The ally we needed. <laughs> the ally, yeah, and I made out with a girl, and I was like, oh, well, you know, it's Pride, <laughs> whatever. But, and I think that's why we've talked about before how everyone needs to be welcome to pride because you you can't tell by looking at someone or by what, how they currently identify who they actually are. So if they'll fuck you later. If, so. <laughs> there's always a chance, okay? For those listening, she might say she's a straight girl, but 
So always see you next year. <laughs> Ask her how many prides she's been to. If it's over two, then you got a chance. Yeah, I do think like like you said, like we are weirdly. Obviously, there's a flip side of this mm-hmm. being terrible because you can go to you know back to places that you feel unsafe, yeah. your family, and all that. But on the other hand, like we are almost like uniquely equipped for distance because like the when I think of my initial like coming out experiences like some of the like first like queer people that I opened up to about who I was like they were people that weren't close to me because you have that comfort of the distance you know like you can't necessarily find people in your close circle that you know are out yet or that you feel comfortable coming out to so like a lot of the first people that I came out to were people that I didn't live in the same community as, you know, like you can kind of share that with the, like the, the softening blow of distance. And I think like we've talked about all the time, like you were a fucking Tumblr lesbian. (laughs) So it's like, we are used to finding our people online. That's so true. We have had to look for the support and the love Mm -hmm. wherever we can fucking find it. So I'm hoping that we can like harness our skills. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're pivoting. You're doing a lot of pivoting these (laughs) days. You're pivoting from Tumblr to TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm hoping that everybody, you know, just goes to TikTok as once. (laughs) So basically the moral of the story is get on TikTok. No, but it's TikTok. It's true because I spent the majority of my years while figuring out my sexuality and not being out to my peers and my family and my local community and anyone who is within a 10, 100 mile, whatever you want to say, radius of me. um, I was out first online and talking to people on Tumblr and like flirting with girls on Tumblr and having friendships. And I, you know, I've talked about on this podcast before how... I still have friends that I think of as really close friends that I still to this day have never met in person. And, but I'm like, I talked to them for like four years on Tumblr. They like that chick you fucked in Mexico. That one. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no people I haven't met in person. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm going to drink that. But yeah, no. And I still think of them as like, really close friends. And honestly, they probably know me better than a lot of people I went to high school with because during those years, I was actually being myself with them when I wasn't being myself with people close to me. So like you said, journey to this fucking mess that you've become. Absolutely. (laughs) It was, it's been a rough ride and it's still bumpy. Okay. (laughs) But, um, I saw this TikTok the other day and it was like this, you know, how words pop up. I sound so old, but like, it was like, can't see your friends. Like, parents don't let you go anywhere like try and control your life like only able to talk to your girlfriend on facetime like welcome to lesbians and it's like so true i'm like they're like hi (laughs) yeah i'm like the amount of people that are just so used to long distance relationships and talking online we're also like when i when i think like so me and you have like similar when we started coming out we talked to people at a distance Mm -hmm. and i think we were really at the, I was gonna say forefront. That makes us sound like fucking like <laughs> war. You were at Stonewall, right? You were. At I was. Stonewall? Yeah, I yeah. threw that. You threw the brick with me, right? <laughs> we both held on to it and like yeah. it yeah. together. <laughs> um, we're getting no, canceled. We were at I don't know what's like the beginning <laughs> of 
Tumblr wasn't necessarily no, like yeah. a space that had, you know, LGBT safety. Like you found it yes. yourself. You kind of, when we were finding these spaces, they weren't necessarily presented to us, you no. know? And I think now as a queer youth, it's a lot more like if you're fucking on TikTok, liking all these lesbian things, like they're gonna, they're gonna link you with your people. Totally. So I'm ho- I'm hoping that. You had to dig back in the day on Tumblr. You had to dig, but you also had to, like, throw the dirt behind you so no one saw it. Oh, yeah. Because the whole point of it was, like, I can make this because no one else in my community or school is going to find it. Whereas now it's so cool to see the progression because, like, while still a lot of youth are not out and not able to be out because they're communities, but there is definitely a heightened amount of people that are younger that are posting these things on a major platform full well knowing their town and their community is going to see them and being out, which is something I didn't see when I was in high school. In high school, my high school, I didn't have a single other gay girl who was out at the time. Like there wasn't one. Whereas now that's not typically the case. So I think there's more options available. And I think also we're kind of used to it in a weird way. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I am, I am hopeful that people are still able to find their spaces in this time because i think that is so important for queer people and especially queer youth because if you (laughs) at least we have our people we can't see them but i'm hoping that people that don't have their people can maybe find them in this time (laughs) totally and i in a weird way think that this i was talking to a friend of mine who's like really nervous about first dates and dating sucks okay wait sorry first dates in general or first dates general in stuff? general okay. in general okay <laughs> and let's be real like i'm an outgoing person i feel like i can talk to anyone not well i'm not saying i do well at social interaction but i i'm i'm brianne what's up <laughs> this is my tiktok <laughs> <laughs> but i do go out there okay like i i let it all out i'm i'm yeah i'm definitely an extrovert <laughs> And uh, I still hate first dates. Like when I think about being single, I'm like, I was always that girl that just wanted to like go into like hanging out or like meet in group settings. Like I hated the idea of like an official date. That I just wanted to go to hang. You just wanted to slide straight to eating out. You were like, I hate that we have to go on a date first. Why do we have to eat out in order to eat out? You know? Yeah. You're like it would be cheaper. It would make more sense time wise <laughs> fuck so yeah there's that component but also just, like <laughs> it's awkward and also like we've talked about this before but as a queer person on a date like there's certain as much as i hate social structural gender dynamics there's also like extra added weird layers of like eating out <laughs> of going on dates because like when it's two girls it's like like who pays like there's like some people some girls don't like it like i've had the experience on first dates where i'm like no i'm paying and then they're like kind of weirded out by that because they don't like that and like i don't know there's just like it there's all these extra things and i've just always found it like kind of like a lot of pressure and kind of weird i've told the story on this podcast before if you didn't hear it go back and listen about how one of my first dates was buying pillowcases to decorate um that is an iconic story if you haven't heard that you need to go go back back. um yeah long story short bought pillowcases to decorate on the first date thought that wasn't weird or creepy at all so clearly teeth out (laughs) filled the pillowcase with the teeth and she sleeps on it every night (laughs) so clearly i um i'm not good at first dates or like thinking of ideas right and I was talking to my friend and I was like, this is like actually a really good opportunity for someone who like kind of like hates that first social interaction, 
because you get more time to chat with someone, first of all, without the pressure, if you meet them on social media or an app, like a dating app. And then after that, if you have like a Zoom date, you're in the comfort of your own home. You have your own drinks. You have your own food. You can like chill on Zoom and you're not all like stressed about that. Like, oh, well then afterwards, like, are we going to go home together? Who's going to initiate this? Who's going to initiate that? No, we're going we're gonna to stay home separately. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like it takes away a lot of that shit, like for someone who's uncomfortable. Like, I really do think it's an opportunity for people out there that like hate dating to maybe get to know someone like on an emotional level without all that added pressure of like money and, oh, I need to do fancy dates and I need to like, when am I going to sleep with them and all that stuff. Right. It's that's all stripped away. And the great news is, is on Zoom you can still decorate pillowcases separately in the comfort of your you own know, homes. You just can't take their teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> just ship them their pillowcase. Say fill with teeth <laughs> and return to me. <laughs> okay, before we wrap this up, yeah. since we're talking about quarantine. Mm-hmm. What has been your rose and your thorn, your peak and your valley okay. of this quarantine so far? What is your highlight, low light, embarrassing moment? What do you want to get me with? Okay, my <laughs> highlight is honestly the fact that how well Julia and I are doing. Because okay. um, I think this is putting like a microscope on a lot of relationships um, and speaking to both like friends of mine and like also po- people that I follow on social media, like there's been a strange amount of breakups go down. And I understand it because I think when you have the um, distraction of your regular routine and schedule, and maybe you're comfortable. And then all of a sudden you're forced into like unknown territory, everyone's stressed out, emotions are heightened. And then plus you're around each other all time. It like kind of everything is amplified and everything shows. And that's not to say, obviously we haven't had like, we've had like a couple fights, normal stuff, but Otherwise, like we've been so fantastic, like even more fantastic. I feel like I've grown like really close to her and like really valued her being in my life even more than I did before. So I really appreciate that. And everyone likes to think that their relationship is going to be totally fine when something crazy happens, but you never really know until it does. Um, So that's been like a highlight for me for sure. And I think my thorn... Honestly, I'm really lucky. Like, I don't want to complain about too much because I'm very lucky everyone's healthy. But Jesus Christ, could I use a fucking... Toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) I've just been shitting all over the place for weeks. (laughs) Nowhere for it to go. I mean, it's... No one's cleaning it up. (laughs) No. (laughs) You've been shitting in the shower too, right? You just, like, shit and just, like, do it. Yeah, and then let's stuff it down. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no i could use a fucking happy hour cocktail and just like someone serving me like that is so privileged and i'm so aware of that but the like weekly thing that i miss i don't miss the like 4 a.m's at the clubs i don't miss the like big huge group gatherings i miss like going with a few friends hugging them i'm very touchy as you know it probably drives you nuts like i love hugging people i love like feeling like close physical connection and just like ordering a fucking Moscow mule and an appetizer at happy hour. Yeah. I can't wait to do that. 
I agree. Yeah. And I have to go to a strata meeting after this. So I'm going to run through my peak in my <laughs> Very valley fast. really quickly. It starts in two minutes on strata meeting. <laughs> yeah. Adult problem. I'm like, they'll wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> the star will come eventually. <laughs> I run this building. <laughs> um, I think that I have two two roses. One is like the creativity, like mm. for my uh my uh birthday, my boyfriend and my roommate That's made cute. like uh fucking uh, bar hop in our like living room which was like the cutest thing ever and like we played drinking games on zoom it was like so fun and like i think people are having to get like really creative that's kind of annoying but also like it is cute yeah um and then my second rose is that like i feel like i've grown very close to my plants since Mm. i have a lot of time alone with them a lot of chat and my yeah, my roommate thought that uh, this plant on our patio was dead. And I said, no, she's coming back. And she has come back and she's thriving. That. Yeah. And um, I think my valley, my uh, thorn would probably just be um, uh, when I'm really hungover on like a Tuesday morning. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't do anything except for get drunk and watch Glee with my roommate. That hits so. a little too close to yeah. home. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I think it's fair to say we're all having ups and downs right now, but make sure to reach out for help if you need it, especially as an LGBTQ plus individual. We know that there's a lot of pressure in this time. Um, There are online resources, um, no matter what area you are. I promise you, if you Google it, if you look for LGBTQ plus resources, they're getting really creative and you will find help. Um, Reach out to your friends if you need help as well. And utilize social media to connect with people, like get creative, have a Zoom party, make it a theme night, watch an online drag show. If you follow us on social media at Sean.Lusk and at Brian Williamson and at I Can Explain Podcast, we are posting like different Zoom events and stuff that go on um, that anyone around the world can watch and enjoy. So look out for that. And also wherever you're listening, um, please subscribe, follow, rate us five stars only. Jesus. Just when We've I thought we got it through many. to people. Like, no. oh my gosh. I think people took it as a challenge. See, like, <laughs> just rude. Disgraceful, really. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be dealing out such hate. I know. Um, and then, uh, what else can you do? Pass this on to your friends and family if you enjoy listening. And if you're new, thank you for being here. I know a lot of you have found us during this quarantine time. We appreciate you. And until next time, we will see you around the Gabriel. See you around the Gabriel. Oh, fuck. Fuck that up. What? You were so late. Oh, oh I think it's because there's a lag. Oh, okay, ready? Oh. We will see you, see you see around, around the Gabriel. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>